Hello and welcome to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. Washington soccer wrapped up SEC play with a nail biter. But first, today's top stories. Severe storms with winds up to 70 miles an hour, hail, and blackout conditions caused damage in Henry County on Sunday evening. Emergency Management Coordinator Walt Jackson reported power loss, broken windows, fallen trees, and vehicle damage throughout the county. The high V gas station's front windows were blown out, and lawn furniture and trampolines were scattered in neighborhoods. The Mount Pleasant Youth Baseball Field suffered significant damage, leading to the cancellation of opening day ceremonies. Mount Pleasant Youth Baseball will seek alternative locations for games until the fields are restored. Mount Pleasant Utilities worked to restore power and replace poles, with power fully restored by the following morning. A semi-truck rolled over on Highway 34 during the storm, blocking the left westbound lane. Storm chaser Zach Hall was struck by another vehicle in Mount Pleasant, while warnings were given about the impending storm. Though tornadoes were a concern, none were confirmed, but the conditions could be classified as a haboob or dust storm. Tree maintenance is encouraged to prevent debris-related damage during future storms. Marion Turnipseed, a Washington resident and World War II veteran, was honored with France's highest distinction, the National Order of the Legion of Honor, during a ceremony at the United Presbyterian Home on Sunday. Yannick Tagand, a representative from France's consulate in Chicago, presented Turnipseed with the award, recognizing his service as a B-24 bomber crew member during the war. Turnipseed, who turned 100 years old in December, expressed gratitude for the privilege and mentioned the historical significance of the medal designed by Napoleon Bonaparte in 1802. Tagand highlighted the French people's enduring appreciation for the sacrifices made by those who liberated the country from Nazi Germany. He emphasized the consulate's commitment to recognizing all World War II veterans and strengthening U.S.-French friendship. Turnipseed shared his experiences as a flight engineer and top turret gunner, recounting close encounters with anti-aircraft fire and shell explosions that nearly claimed his life. The New London community rallied together in support after the unexpected passing of first grader Keegan Miller. A GoFundMe campaign for funeral expenses surpassed its $10,000 goal within days, with over 250 donations. The New London PTO canceled a planned family carnival to allow community members to focus on the funeral services. To facilitate attendance, New London schools dismissed early on the day of the services. Neighboring communities expressed condolences and encouraged wearing black and gold as a sign of support. Schools in Danville, Morning Sun, Fort Madison, Winfield, Mount Union, Keokuk, and even Des Moines joined in wearing the school colors. Seattle Eagles football team, led by coach Ben Fry from New London, offered their support and organized a prayer for Keegan's family. The outpouring of kindness was deeply felt by Keegan's cousin, Chevy Mills, who expressed gratitude for the support received. The Washington Chamber of Commerce's Spring Craft Fair drew a large crowd on Saturday, May 6th, with favorable weather conditions. Over 80 vendors gathered in Central Park to showcase and sell their unique crafts. Shea Fetters and Ellie's Snyder teamed up to sell crocheted items at their booth, including stuffed animals, blankets, pot holders, and rugs. Fetters from Oskaloosa and Snyder from Grinnell both discovered a passion for crocheting and decided to combine their skills. They believe that crocheting is making a comeback, even though it has traditionally been popular among older generations. Ron Hall, a retired resident of rural Washington, displayed his homemade stained glass items at the fair, including pieces with Iowa Hawkeyes and Iowa State Cyclone themes. John Smith, a woodworker from Moline, Illinois, showcases artisanal wooden creations, such as hot air balloons and birdhouses. The Washington Rotary Club celebrated its centennial anniversary with an Alive After Five event and ribbon cutting ceremony, a two and a half years after the original planned date. The club, chartered on November 1st, 1920, postponed the celebration in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the subsequent restrictions on public gatherings. 
To ensure a meaningful occasion, the club waited for the completion of a pavilion in the wellness park, a project spearheaded by club members and partners. Despite additional delays caused by weather, the ribbon-cutting ceremony on May 4th marked a centennial milestone. Club president Becky Patterson expressed pride in the club's history and emphasized their commitment to service projects within the city. She also highlighted the dedication and quality of the club's members. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at the weather and sports. Since 1905, Kelowna Cooperative Technology Company has helped our community stay connected with the latest advancements in clear, dependable telecommunications services. KCTC provides rural Iowans with access to high-speed fiber internet, as well as phone, television, computer repair, and cybersecurity solutions. We're also proud supporters of local organizations and area schools within the community. KCTC, keeping Kelowna connected. At the Capper Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. When it comes to service, we maintain factory-trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience. Come see the Capper experience for yourself. Hospice isn't a place, it's a type of care that focuses on living. Servicing a seven-county area, the Hospice of Washington County staff of nurses, social work, hospice aides, spiritual and grief support, volunteers, music and massage therapists are able to provide free end-of-life care where the patient lives. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their health care decisions while maintaining quality of life. Tammy takes the time and has the personal interest in each one of us. I don't worry about what's going to happen because I know my policy is taken care of. She pulls what I need and puts it together, which is the program I get from her. Every year she calls around September or so and says, there's changes again, and I'm gonna do the best thing for you. It's been perfect. She does a great job. Welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. Coming up, we have your five-day forecast, but first, obituaries. Ronald James Allison of Washington passed away on May 7th at the age of 82. A celebration of life will be held at 10.30 a.m. May 13th at Grace Community Church. Jones and Eden Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements. Tom D. Scepter of Fairfield passed away on May 7th at the age of 68. No services are planned at this time. Murphy Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements. Dr. Dwayne Capper of Solon passed away on May 7th at the age of 57. A viewing will be held from 1 to 5 p.m. May 14th at the Celebration Farm in Iowa City. The Beta Peterson Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements. Thomas Pratt of Mount Pleasant passed away on May 5th at the age of 62. No services will be held. Kimsey Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements. Those obituaries, it is now time for your five-day forecast. Today is going to be the last decent day for a while. It has been 80 degrees and partly cloudy. Tomorrow there's a chance of showers in the morning and the high will be 81. There'll be more rain this weekend with scattered thunderstorms on Saturday with a high of 78 degrees. On Sunday there's a chance of more rain and the temperatures will fall to 68 degrees. Finally, on Monday, the weather will be, be nice again with a high of 72 degrees and partly cloudy skies. We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at sports. Federation Bank is a locally owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities. 
serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, and Washington, Iowa. Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. Federation Bank, your family bank. Family owned and operated by Andy and Sarah Ross, Ross Auto has been your vehicle repair and maintenance headquarters since 1935. We specialize in all makes of cars and light-duty trucks. With our variety of available services, let us help you keep rolling and your vehicle operating efficiently. Services include general auto repair, alignments, brakes, fuel injection, and more. Schedule your appointment today at 319-653-5656. That's Welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. It is now time for sports. And now, sports. Brought to you by Fairway. Mount Pleasant and Fort Madison met up for both a boys and girls soccer game in Southeast Conference action on Monday. The home teams held as Mount Pleasant scored a 3-2 win over the Bloodhounds in in the girls game, while the boys fell 11-2. In the girls' game, the Bloodhounds jumped out to an early 1-0 lead, but the Panthers came rallying back. Mount Pleasant scored three straight goals, two by Ellie Manning and one by Cherries Aguerdo, to take a 3-1 lead into the brick. Toy Wilson finished with one assist in that Eli Heaton collected nine saves. The Panthers' team tried to knock off the top dog in the SEC, but Mount Pleasant couldn't get it done in Fort Madison. The Bloodhounds led 3-0 at halftime and poured it on with eight in the final 40 minutes. Dylan White had both goals for the Mount Pleasant boys. Jackson Newman had one assist. Rudy Ruiz Mata collected 12 saves. The Panther girls moved to 9-4 with the win. The Mount Pleasant boys now sit at 4-8. Things were looking bleak for Washington boys soccer on Monday night against Burlington. The Demons trailed the Greyhounds 1-0 for over 65 minutes. But with just two minutes to go, Washington's Brian Ariola drilled a free kick from around 30 yards out to tie it 1-1. Burlington went on to score its four penalties, and a fifth penalty wasn't needed as Washington camped short 2-1 after a 4-1 penalty shootout. Washington moved to 6-4 in Southeast Conference play and sits at 8-5 overall. The Demons will take on Hillcrest Academy on Thursday. In what was the final Southeast Conference matchup of the season for Washington's girls soccer, the Demons came up just short of victory. In what ended up being a nail-biter to the final minutes, Washington was bested by Burlington 1-0 to cap off conference play. The Demon Girls finished SEC play with a 5-5 record and dropped to 9-5 overall. They will score off with Mid-Prairie and look to get back on track on Thursday at home. Washington finishes the season 4th in the conference, while Burlington is the SEC champion. That is the news for Southeast Iowa. I've been your host, Nick Steffens. This has been your news break, and I'll see you next time.